Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. Where this week we have a huge panel to talk about all the things that came out last decade. So it's going to be an awesome episode. Is that a blast to the past? Yeah, I guess so. So last year. All right, so with me this week, I have Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. Megan Hargrave. Hello. And Leslie Dixon. Hi. So we have a big panel with us this time, and so we're we're going to cut out the typical news portion of this to really reflect on what the big parts of the big innovations in technology were the last decade because it's now 2020 new decade new tech coming and so let's talk about what we felt were some of the best innovations and i want to start off with uh, a device i feel everybody can agree is one of the best innovations to be released and that's the ipad so yeah the the ipad is you know, the iPad came out in 2010, and I think it was one of Steve's last major devices before he passed away, and I feel like the iPad just changed how we do tablet computing. Does anybody want to give their thoughts on how the iPad has helped them out during the last decade? For me, I didn't buy an iPad until the iPad mini first came out because I didn't feel that the larger screen was something I could use successfully. But as I started to use the iPad in class for taking notes and looking at PowerPoints and different things like that, I realized that I wanted a little bit more power and sound. And I went from the first generation iPad mini to the second. And then from my second generation iPad mini, I went to an iPad Pro with a smart keyboard case. And that was the biggest jump for me. Productivity-wise, I can learn code on it. I can write documents on it. It's like having a Mac in my bag without having a Mac now that iPadOS is branching off. And it's really, really an awesome device. You know, I have to echo... Uh, the later part of what you said as well, Lilia, because, you know, as you know, I um, didn't have an iPad, at least I think everybody knows this actually, um, but I didn't have an iPad until I got my iPad Pro. In fact, I think I got mine after you got yours? Yeah, I think so. But, uh, you know, like Aaliyah and I, we both had the same uh, smart uh, keyboard case, the Logitech Slim Combo. I had to think of what it was called for a minute. <laughs> And uh, because I knew that if I were going to get an iPad, I wanted to have a quick way to type. And I I had this idea, rightly so, unfortunately, that the bigger screen was going to be harder for me to type on as opposed to easier. Don't know why, it just is. But it really has turned into a really great portable device. I can do a lot on it. If I really sat down with it, I could probably post-produce, edit the show if I had to. I don't know that I want to yet, but I could. But it's really cool. 
I really love it for like web browsing and, and just navigating through apps, being able to use the keyboard when I want to and being able to um, touch the screen to get a spatial sense of how apps are laid out and uh, how web pages are laid out. I really like it for that. And it sounds really good. Um, it's got great speakers. It's got great battery life. And uh, it's just a really, really nice device. I'm really glad I got one. So, I first started using the iPad. Um, I had a Kindle e-reader and it was usable as long as I was inside a book. But when I would back out to the windows or to the menus, those were very small and I had a lot of trouble reading those. So getting an iPad for me started as a way of having an easier way to read ebooks. And from there, it became really valuable when I went back to school, um, using it in the classroom, you know, being very portable, as y'all said, and uh, long battery life. And then uh, later on, it became really helpful in my design program to be able to use it as a digital sketch pad and do drawings on it with a smart pen and um, work that way. For me, I started using the iPad in grade eight and I was using it primarily for textbooks. So I didn't have to run upstairs and grab a specific volume and bring the wrong one to class because I thought we were doing this page and no, it turns out we were doing another page. So that's what I primarily used my second gen one for. And then I didn't really find an interest for it after that because I struggled with the bigger screen as some others have. And then I wanted one pretty badly again when I was a little bit older. And I was going to go with the iPad mini. And then I found a wicked deal for the fifth gen even though it said the 6th gen, and it was not. So I got that two years ago, and primarily right now, use it for listening to podcasts and basically media. And then I also used it last summer at work. I did a lot of my data entry at work with it. So it's a pretty fantastic tool. Well, you know, I've had every iPad basically, except for some of the minis and some of the uh, non-pro models. But the iPad was a huge device. It was, when they came out with that, it was, here's a way to use a computer without a computer. That was what was promising. And I think that now, 10 years later, we're starting to see that. But, uh, you know, I have the, the iPad Pro that came out in 2017. I'm very excited about whatever they come out with next. And I use it, believe it or not, for a lot of graphics design, for eye accessibility and other things, so that I can have precision accuracy with the Apple Pencil and things like that. Wait, don't you have the 2018? No. I thought it was 2018. Oh, 2018. Like... I'm yeah. still thinking to... I, I'm Mine's still a thinking, 2017 or 20 I'm still thinking this, this is still 2019. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> mine's a 2016. Yeah, yours is a... Yeah. Maybe? Uh, no. Or no. No, it came yours out in 2017. Yours is 2017. Yeah, yeah so mine so came out in 2018. Pros. <clears> and uh, I'm waiting Life for... Life come out. It was in 2018. Early in the, 2018. 2019? No, Early, it came no. out end. No, this came out in Eight ah, dates. <laughs> it came Not out, just a fruit. So long ago. Yeah, it's been. They usually do the pros every eighteen months. 
So we're due for another one. And I just feel like, you know, the ability to do so much with a sheet of glass that's 10 to 12 inches, 10 to 13 inches, it's just important. And it has started a, um, you know, started the race for the best tablet. And so Android tablets started coming around like the Samsung Galaxy uh, Tab. And the next one on my list of things to talk about, the Surface line. What are y'all's thoughts on that? I, as the owner of a couple different Surface devices, I think having the ability to interact with Windows by touch is insane. Now, I don't do it often, but the knowledge that the tablet you carry around that might have a keyboard cover or might not has a fully functioning operating system on it. It's not mobile. It's not anything. It's fully fledged Windows. Now, some of them are, though. Yeah, not the Surface. Uh, yeah, some Surfaces are, but, you know, the ones yeah. that we have. Yeah, the the pros in the books, specifically, and as well as the Surface Go, have... A f- and the laptops. Yeah, they do as well. Um, they're not a tablet, though. They're a laptop. Um, he said Surface Line. <laughs> he meant tablet, I think. Well, the whole Surface line. As it line. relates to iPad. But even the, even, well, I mean all of the Surface devices because the laptop came from the tablet, basically. Yeah, but I mean, the ability to just have a very powerful Windows device in a form factor that'll fit in your purse is a little crazy and makes me think of netbooks don't make me go back there. Well, I obviously would be unable to speak to things fitting in purses, but what I can speak to is the fact that I want a Surface Book slash laptop, I think more so than the tablet, just because it does have a uh, touchscreen. And I really like, as I said before, the idea that I can get a physical sense of the layout of an app. Thank you, iPad. And I, I feel like that would be really helpful in um, Windows apps and stuff. So I would like to get one at some point. That's a really good point, Jason, to be able to use that to get a better understanding of how things are laid out when you're looking at Windows programs or home screen layouts. Yeah, because you really don't get a good sense of how apps are laid out um, when using a keyboard compared to when you're dragging your finger around the screen. At least I don't feel like I do. Well, and you know, I feel like in things like spreadsheets and things. I feel like the, the touch screens on the surfaces and other devices like them has kind of pushed JAWS and ZoomText to actually make touchscreen interfaces for their programs. That's a good point. Well, and even Narrator has touchscreen support now. Well, it so. did with Windows 8. It, oh, yeah, no, yeah when, I guess it did. That's when JAWS that's right. started doing touchscreen support with Windows 8 as well. So, yeah, I mean, and these things change so much over time. And, you know, the Surface line has changed a lot since it was announced. And now we had an ARM-based Surface, and we're now at that again. And I kind of feel like both times are a bad idea, but the Pro line and the Surface books are some of the best machines that have come out, in my opinion. I also feel like, you know, Microsoft has focused so much on, on the Surface line, and I feel like it's where they wanted to bring PCs because they felt like tablets would be the way to go. But... I feel like PCs are still very much needed. And I kind of feel like Microsoft has seen that. And that's why we have the Surface Laptop, where it's not as much of a focus on the tablet line. 
of things. And so it'll be interesting to see what new form factors we get of PCs in the future. You know, Macs have stayed very true to uh, their nature. They didn't really branch out. And you know what? They may be profiting because of that. I mean, yes, they made some bad decisions, but we'll get to the Mac later on in this. But what do you guys think about, um, let's go to the accessibility side of things, Android-based note takers. I thought we were going to keep this a positive show. Yeah, I did too. (laughs) Okay, to sum up my opinions, in all seriousness, I think... It's a great idea because Android is, of course, extremely flexible and open source, and you can do all kinds of things with it, you know, customize interfaces. We see that already with phone manufacturers. I just, I feel like, and I don't know if it's just coding something with Android, and by coding, I mean like the uh, coding behind the interfaces that these manufacturers make, if it's something with Android, but... I just feel like they need to be a lot more stable than they are. And I'm not singling out any one note taker. All of them, except for, I can't speak to the Orion. I don't really know much about it. But um, all of them seem like they have issues that, you know, the non-Android counterparts may not have had as far as stability goes. But I really think that the Android operating system being used for AT really has opened a lot of doors. We have the Patriot viewpoint. We have, you know, the Braille note takers. And we have, uh, and I bet a lot of these things that we don't even know are running Android and in some variety. And so I think that it's opened a lot of doors as long as they use the right hardware to support it. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think the implementation has gone a bit awry with some of these note takers. So, you know, you think about, does the note taker have the ability to do what the older models did natively? Or are they forcing you to download a new app to take care of that? And that's because sometimes the apps you need to download don't run as well as an integrated solution might. So, you know, I just thought about something. Whatever happened to the Neo Braille? Did it die? I think it died. You know, I got to see prototypes of that at CSUN and different conferences, and it just looks so promising. And so that's kind of disappointing. I mean, was that the... That was the one with the A-Lady Screen Raider, uh, or A-Lady Assistant built in. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing that that was going to be a thing, but I never heard anything else about it. I mean, I got to see it, but uh, after a year or so, I haven't heard anything about it. So I might have to look into that. I'm kind of curious now. There you go, Leslie. You're reading your document, and then your Braille display decides to uh, pop up a message that says, you haven't ordered coffee in a while. You normally do this by now. <laughs> Just what I need, something else to tell me. <laughs> um, I, You know, on the subject of note takers, I have to say, when I did research into looking for one, I was very disappointed to see that for the price that these things go for, they really don't do all that much, as much as I really thought they should. But um, I do have to say that my my Braille Note Touch does what I need it to do. It was the best option for me, but I can certainly see where they all have their, their flaws. And like I said, it was a little disappointing to see that they didn't do as much. 
And the Touch Plus is pretty nice. I have not had the chance to play with that one. I still wish somebody made a case or something for um, iPads and stuff so that you could have your iPad and a Braille display as essentially one unit because I feel like that would be a really good note-taking solution for people too. Yeah, it would have to be custom fit for the Braille display in question. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it would. So the next device I would like to talk about is... Very important, I think. And that would be the Echo. Yeah. I mean, you just look back on this decade and there's been a revolution of smart speakers. And it all started with that tall, white or black Black. cylinder. Was it only black? It may have come in white, but I only remember it coming in black. I think it was. And it was it was tall and it was un kind of unwieldy. If you bumped it the wrong way, you were gonna tip it over. I had one uh, at one point, and I ended up giving it to my dad. It it's still around, but you know it's it's amazing. You you think about you went from that to then the Echo Dot started coming out and Google Home Minis and Home Pods, and now we have these things these smart displays. From places like Amazon, Google, Facebook, if you choose to let that in your house. Um, It's watching you. (laughs) Close it in its own little rubber room, and even then it's still going to capture your data. Anyway. um, (laughs) Paranoid rant over. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, we even have really trust Facebook. We even have a lady on headphones. Yeah. Google Assistant. Google Assistant on headphones. Um. You know, and glasses and glasses and microwaves, all because and ovens, yeah. yeah, ovens, all because of one speaker that let us play our music, use skills, and talk naturally. Well, mostly to our devices. You could buy stuff. <sighs> Don't make. Me. I I remember um, a certain person uh, when we were talking about the Echo. Uh, jokingly i believe it may have even happened on this podcast jokingly <laughs> buy or try to buy a macbook pro from my echo yeah oh yes uh, <laughs> no. i also funny. remember another person um on a whatsapp message saying a lady buy a macbook pro and um another one of our contributors to our podcast Coming up with an echo playing body like a back road. So, you know, hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> but, Michael, you make me laugh when you say talking naturally, at least somewhat, to these devices. And I giggle and I think of the Echo Silver. Don't make me put the link. <laughs> Don't. Oh, we're putting the link to that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if for some reason you've been hiding under a rock all these years and haven't heard it. It's already 89 degrees here. <laughs> it's a video from the onion, the was, folks. No, I keep it was forgetting the, what the video was called. Oh, it was not no, from the onion? It was um no, one of the not. late shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. Saturday Night Live. Saturday, yes, I think okay. it was Saturday Night Live. Uh, yes, yes, I think so. But yeah, that thing is It sounds like something the onion would do though. Oh yeah, but SNL got there yeah, first. Yeah. I funniest thing ever. For me, that's you know, I remember, you know, it makes me sound old, but Back I remember a time when people, <laughs> when 
having a smart home was just conceptual error. Um, it was in the sci-fi Having books, a smart man. home was, like, yeah. well, I mean, it was out there and you would see it in like these model homes. They would have this big screen on the wall where you could, you know, change things by touch. And But it was so far out there that the average person, there was no way they could afford that. And uh, so having this device come, be able to come into your home for a, a reasonable price, and it's certainly gotten much more affordable now, and allow you $20. to set up smart home devices that work in conjunction with it has really brought that to where anybody can have it now. And I, you know, I have these devices all over my house and I can control my Instant Pot and I can control my thermostat. And if I really, you know, wanted to go there, I could do my stove, my washer and dryer, and now the microwave and Ceiling just about fans. anything I could think of. Fans, yeah. lights. Fans, lights. And um, Your TV. operate that all by voice. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's really changed how we look at that and how affordable that has become. I will say that I'm glad that companies like Amazon did not go the route of, oh, if you want new features with A-Lady, then you have to buy a new speaker. I'm glad that they can update somewhat. on the server side. Yeah, somewhat. It's not as nearly as bad as I thought it might be. The first gen um, dot but, is obsolete, I believe. Yeah, and but, I mean, my second gen dot was still... Yeah, but my, like my second gen dot was is still getting a lady updates and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean um most of the time it's it's not a problem. And even I think the first gen echoes yeah. are still getting updates, which is weird. But cuz my dad's echo has the upgraded voices. Um Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, it does. I was um, glad to see they moved away from having to have that um that tower as the proprietary Right. Yeah, that thing was huge. If you wanted to have other. Yeah, really was. Timber. All right. So I think the Echo, you know, it started everything. You know, Siri came out first, but I think that the true innovation is really what Amazon was able to do with the uh, Echo devices. Absolutely. So I have some exciting news to share with everybody. Coming up in a few weeks, we will be starting a podcast called Hands on Safety. And we'll be discussing mostly topics of personal safety, a little bit about self-defense, although we can't get into that too much. But we'll be discussing things like um, being aware of your surroundings and how to determine if someone is trying to help you or harm you, all kind of things related to that area. And I'm really looking forward to doing this show. It's been something that I've been working on for a few months since I attended a self-defense coaches seminar. And I'm really excited to bring this to everybody. Uh, this will be a monthly podcast and I hope y'all enjoy it and please give us plenty of feedback. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about that I think really 
was a game changer in the last decade was the AirPods. Yeah. I have to say, yes. I mean, the AirPods, you know, there's a lot of other knockoffs. There's a lot of other ones out there, like the Pixel Buds, the Surface headphones. You just they... call the Pixel Buds a knockoff. Well, they kind of are. <laughs> they came out after the AirPods, <laughs> and they do a very similar thing. Uh, but, I mean, the Surface Buds, I mean, they're great, but they all came out after the AirPods. And I feel like, you know, the AirPods do so many things, like, the for deaf listeners with the um li- is it called live listen or something like that yes it's live listen and just being able to listen to music without really canceling out your environment that was huge for me i like to tell people the airpods changed my life because of how they allowed me to listen to music wirelessly without really sacrificing a lot and the nice thing is is that you could put one in or the other uh, or both. And I still feel like um, the AirPods first generation are still worthy headphones today after two more variants have come out. Yeah, I feel that if you are embedded in the Apple ecosystem, especially the AirPods are amazing. And also other devices like the Powerbeats Pros, which are also very wireless completely wireless they integrate seamlessly well haha apple would have you believe that with your devices they are extremely versatile they you can wear one at a time or both you can i at least i can with even with my second generation airpods go out and walk down the street and still hear around them and be able to be safe while wearing them And there's no wire to catch. You know, you carry around so much stuff and there's a significant chance, you know, you're going to get caught on somebody. Somebody's going to walk past you or you're going to bump against something and you could get caught on your on your headphone wire. And that's going to get pulled right out of your ear. And I've had it happen on many occasions. It's not comfortable. It's annoying. It's all the things. And the AirPods just changed all that. And for those of us who are blind and who use voiceover, yes, an AirPod can be seen in your ear, but it's a little less obnoxious than the white cable trailing down the front of your shirt. Like, um, from your phone to your ear, you know, there's no trail there. And so it's easier to be a little more discreet about not announcing your phone's audio to the entire room, which is... Which is really nice, honestly. Well, and I think, you know, the AirPods have really done a great thing because, you know, if it weren't for the AirPods, I wouldn't have the headphones that I have now. My, uh, I just got a couple, uh, actually uh, uh, last month, the Beats Solo Pro. And, um, you know, they have a lot of the features of the AirPods. In fact, they have everything that the AirPods have in the AirPods Pro, except for the ear detection and, you know, since they're over your headphones, you can't really wear one and not the other very easily. <laughs> um, but, you know, they have the noise canceling. They have the Hey S assistant support and um, the H1 chip, which is one of my favorite things about second gen AirPods and up. You know, something else that the AirPods second gen, the pros and the 
Powerbeats Pro, the Beats Solo Pro have done is really made it even easier for voiceover users to navigate around their screens and things and especially type because of the um, latency improvements that Apple has managed to make in, their, in these devices over Bluetooth, which has really been one of my pet peeves about using Bluetooth. So it's really, really nice. And I found that when I had AirPods, because I sleep on my side, it was really nice being able to wear one or the other because I could just take an earbud out of the ear that I was going to, you know, have against the pillow and still be able to listen to like a book or something without the worry of getting tangled up in a cable or, you know, maybe pulling my phone off a nightstand or something. So I really do miss them for that. But yeah, they're definitely a very, very great invention. So one of my favorite things with the AirPods, and I was really actually hesitant about getting them when they first came out, um, but when I got them and I started using them, I loved them. And in my, I think they came out in my grade 12 year. So I started using them. No, I think that was actually my- Hear that, guys? She's uh, young. Ex extra year of high school. Anyway, uh, I used them with, I liked their integration with all of the devices because I used them, I would use my Mac, and I could just close my Mac, go to my next class, open my Mac again, and sometimes they would still be connected, and other times I'd have to reconnect them, but it was so easy. It was just, and it, there was just, it was wireless, so not only did anybody not have to hear my voiceover blabbing away, but I could just be wireless and look like any other kid in the class with a laptop, so... That's just what I've loved about them. I also like traveling with them because I'm able to hear around them with pretty much no issue. Sometimes I would have to take them out, especially if it's an area I don't know. If, but if it's an area I know very well, it was quite easy to travel with them. So that's my piece on the AirPods. So the last device we're going to talk about today, there's, there's a lot of other innovations that came out, is one that probably should not deserve the title and i'm being honest with y'all and y'all probably will not agree with me on this but i can't talk about the one that deserves the title because it came out in 2009 and that would be the fitbit i honestly think if without a fitbit we would have no apple watch agreed but agreed Apple Watch was the fitness-wearing device of the last decade that changed everything. And I think it, you know, it uh, deserves some of the credit to be put on Fitbit for imagining what's possible with that. But Apple took it that next level. And I love mine because of what it can do with heart rate, what it can do with exercise, calories, and now with the always-on display. But the original Apple Watch, nobody thought it would be as amazing as it is, and it's just really, uh, I've always had one, I've had every year model, and I love it. I think my favorite one is the one I wear now, but, uh, you know, when they add two to three days of battery on that sucker, I will buy that Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Right? Thank you. Yeah, only make me have well, to charge it, like, once it a now. week, and we'll talk. Um, please. <laughs> but... Really, really, guys, I mean, the Apple Watch is so much for so many. It has detected irregular heartbeat and AFib in many, many, many people. 
I'm sure there are some inaccuracies and some false collection of data, but it it has saved several lives. It detects falls and can call emergency services for you, which is absolutely critical for anybody, really. Mm-hmm. It's it really it has become and I think will continue to become kind of a personal health guardian that you wear on your wrist that also doubles as a mini iPhone. It can make calls, send messages, do a lot of things. Well, and I like what Renee Ritchie says about it. He says that the the phone, the iPad is taking on more of what the computer can do. The phone is taking on more of what the iPad can do. Our watch is taking on more of what our phone can do, and the AirPods are taking on more of what the watch can do. I like that. Mm-hmm. I have to say one of my favorite features about the Apple Watch is being able to check the time in under 30 seconds. <laughs> because <laughs> when you would check your time with these other, you know, talking clocks and things, you have to wait for them to the time speak and they're is... all concatenated and they're loud and they're obnoxious. Um, I'm actually joking. That's not my favorite feature, but it is a nice one. It's just the Apple Watch is really great. You know, I love the ability to unlock my Mac. I love the ability to now authenticate um, password prompts now in Catalina. I love Apple Pay. I love Apple paying for Pay. stuff with my wrist. I do not get yes. to do it as nearly as often as I'd like. Right. I love being able to send messages without having to pull my phone out of my pocket all the time. Honestly, the only thing I don't like about my Apple Watch is this annoying voiceover bug where when you get emails, it pretends like your screen is blank until you turn voiceover off and back on. Or the one where when your phone is muted in class and so is your watch, if you have voiceover on and you get a phone call, your phone stays silent, but your watch rings. That gets me in trouble in meetings. All yeah. Time. Yeah. To the point where I've had it, had to start using do not disturb. I get stares. Like I, I forget and I just turn mute on because it's what I expect to work. And right. I get dirty looks like your watch just rang in class. Yes, I'm aware. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you also heard me going <clears throat> smacking the crap out of it. Oh, yeah. Covering it with like, it. And that's right, another great right. feature about the watch, too. Just being able to, if you forget to mute it, you can just cover it with your hand and it'll it'll vibrate twice at you and tell you that it's supposed to be muted right (laughs) until it rings again yeah (laughs) yeah it's been really nice for me especially in conjunction with my airpods now to be able to to leave my phone in my office um go down to a meeting go to my classroom and then have my airpods transfer over to my watch and be able to hear the time or get messages or um, anything that I need to do while my phone is back in my office. I and not do, have to worry, oh, I forgot my phone and I, I need to go back and get it. I do wish they would work a little bit better together. Like if you're doing something on the watch and your AirPods are in, it would go through the watch. And if you go back to your phone, it would go back to the phone. That's never worked for me. Or if you're listening to music it's on your phone worked. and you summon Siri or you happen to bump your watch, um, your watch steals your AirPods audio. Just do it. Right. And your Beats audio. Yes. But. I wish. Sorry, Michael. Go ahead, Megan. I was just going to say quickly that I wish they would fix the latency issue with the AirPods and the watch. It is atrocious. It's awful. Oh, yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. Very bad. But it's still a great. But it's still cool. 
amazingly yes, innovative, life saving. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Wonderful device. Well, Magical. and it's also the one device that you can really highly customize. With the Apple Watch, you could put whatever band you want on it, get all kinds of different case designs and all those things, like the stainless steel, which is my favorite, or the uh, the gold color steel, or the different color aluminum uh, cases that they have. It's really up to your personal preference of what you like, and that's amazing for Apple. I mean, that's something they're not known for. And so the Apple Watch really is the one of the most customizable devices that they have. All right. Well, I think we've had a really good discussion on some neat devices that have come out during the last decade. Is there any final comments before we wrap up today? I'm excited to see what this next decade brings. Me too. Me too. Oh, yeah. All right. With all that being said, Megan, where can people find you online and what's your pick for this week? So my pick for this week is probably going to be Apple TV Plus. I don't think I've picked it before, but I'm picking it now. Um, I've watched a few good shows on it, uh, such as The Morning Show and Truth Be Told and uh, a few different things. And I just quite enjoy having access to it Um all of my devices, my Apple TV, my iPad, my iPhone, my iPod, uh, and everything syncs up which is quite nice. And as for where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Megan, that is M-E-A-G-H-A-N at iAccessibility.net. And you can also follow me on Twitter at MeganH13. Again, that is M-E-A-G-H-A-N, the most complicated way possible to spell it. All right, Leslie, what about you? My pick this week is going to be the Amazon Echo Show. I have had uh, the tower speaker and the dots all over my house, um, but I just recently got the Echo Show specifically for using in my kitchen for show and tell and um, identifying some of the products in my pantry when I need to and for quickly looking up recipes and being able to uh, access those with voice view and add those ingredients to my shopping list when I need to. And just as a, a way to add items to my shopping list from the kitchen as I'm cooking and doing things and learning that I'm out of stuff or almost out of stuff. So it's been a great resource for me in the kitchen. And uh, I've worked with it at work for a while now and finally decided to get one. So you can find me at producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at leslie at iAccessibility.net. That's L-E-S-L-I-E at iAccessibility.net. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter at lady underscore lessa. All right, Jason, how about you? What's your pick and where can people find you? My pick is the Beats Solo Pro. I got them to replace my AirPods Pro. No matter how hard I tried to keep them in my life, I just couldn't. And getting into why would be a whole other podcast entirely. Um, but the um, the Beats Solo Pro, I wasn't sure if I was going to like them, but I do. They've got amazing audio, especially for Beats. I mean, it's just 
been improved over the Solo 3's tenfold. Great mids, you still have a lot of bass, but it's not drowning out, you know, the less, the rest of what you're listening to. You've got nice highs. They're just really well balanced for beats. And they just, they, they sound really, really good. And it's just, you know, they sound really, really good. And, you know, they have a lot of the features of the AirPods, like I said before, the transparent hearing, the noise cancellation, I'm actually finding is working better now than it was when I first got them. So I'm assuming they updated. Uh, 40 hours of battery life when you turn everything off. 22 hours with noise canceling on and transparency. And um, if you can, uh, if they if they don't hurt your ears too much, they're great. So as far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook, just search for Jason Earls, and you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE91. I do ask that if you add me to social media that you please let me know that you have found me from the IACast network. All right, Aaliyah, what's your pick? My pick is something that we will be having an UnboxCast about very shortly, and it's, funnily enough, the same thing Michael picked last week. If you didn't listen to Michael's pick last week, my pick is the 2019 16-inch MacBook Pro. Super, super amazing machine. Like, glorious sound, amazing keyboard, really responsive, really fast. Eight cores, 2.3 gigahertz. I, I nine, I think. Yes. Isn't it? Yes, i9, uh, 16 gigabytes of RAM, one terabyte SSD. Very, very, very nice machine. I mean, huge leaps and bounds above my 2015. Sorry, buddy. We may be podcasting on you, but you've been replaced. Anyway, um, <laughs> it is a fantastic machine, and it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The touch bar is not bad at all, as much as I purposefully bought the 2015 three years ago to avoid the touch bar, I now am totally okay with the touch bar, I find, even after just two days of using it. So super excited to continue to play with this thing and, and really make the most out of it. Anyway, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowgirl199. All right. For my pick, you have to go out to the final frontier known as CBS All Access. I don't want to. <laughs> Yay. And it's a TV show called Star Trek Picard. And... I am a huge Star Trek nerd, and The Next Generation was my favorite Star Trek show. It's what I grew up with. And I remember going home in the afternoons and watching Star Trek, uh, I believe it was syndicated, at 4 o'clock right after school at my neighbor's until I went back to my uh, family's house after school. And so Star Trek is always a big thing for me. And um, seeing some of the old characters come back into their roles and and just seeing them be who they are now so much later in time is just incredible. And they finally added audio description, even though they need to fix it. I, I just recommend this show. I've watched two episodes, and I hope it goes for seven seasons, just like The Next Generation, because I just love... 
love, love, love this show. And so Star Trek is back, and I'm so, so happy about that. As for where people can find me online, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys, that's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E, at iAccessibility.net. You can find me on Twitter as Mike Doeys. I'm Michael Doeys on Facebook. You can find me on my website, michaeldoeys.com. And all over the web, just do a search for me. And uh, I'm on Discord. I'm on WhatsApp. I'm on all the major social platforms. So just do a search. And um, it's really awesome to be able to do this podcast in another decade. And I'm so excited about that. And I'm glad I have such a great crew folks that are on this show with me and that helped me produce this show. You know, I remember, still remember my first episode with this whenever I used a blue snowball microphone and it was just me. And then we got this Jason guy. Yeah. (laughs) And then we got this Jason guy on the like episode 15. And after that, it started sounding, you know, better and better. So. Yeah, but I don't trust that Jason guy. I know. But, you know. I can't uh, say I trust him either. Nah. We love you, Jason. You're <laughs> hey, awesome. That's love my you, partner Jason. in crime you are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hey, don't make me change my name to Facebook. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. As far Problem as trust. is you Whoa. respect our privacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. But, you know. but again, <laughs> I'm so glad that we all worked together so well and... You know, I hope we have another full decade of IA cast. So, with all that being said, thank you everybody for being here. Hope everybody is having a good new 2020 so far, and we will be back next week for a new episode of the IA cast. So, thanks everybody. Bye everyone. Bye, bye everyone. everyone. Bye guys. Bye bye. This show has been brought to you by the IA cast network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iAccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2020. iAccessibility, LLC.